Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. A very special episode because I am going to be taking you through my 2022 year in review. Oh, I think this is the third year in a row that I've done these year in reviews. And I always love doing them so much because, you know, really selfishly, if I'm honest, it gives me a really beautiful opportunity to reflect on the year just gone. Again, if I'm really honest with you, which you know, I always will be, I would say I spend far more time future focused than I do in reflection. And I I really believe that that's a a trait of most entrepreneurs. We're always looking forward, always looking ahead, always looking at how we can shift and grow and evolve. And because of that, I spend far less time in reflection mode. So it's a really great opportunity to go through and celebrate everything that we've created. If you've been in my programs, you know how I feel about celebration and that I'm such a big fan of it. And also to look at big picture wise, what it is that we set out to want to achieve this year and what it is that we've gone ahead and done. And in every year, there will be things that we have created or that we've brought to life that have been amazing. And there will be things that just absolutely have not come to fruition. Maybe it worked out better. Maybe it worked out differently in some way. And whenever I'm looking at this year in review, I'm always looking at from the perspective of not making myself wrong for any of it. So everything that's been brought to life has just been amazing and as it was meant for me and exactly what was meant to transpire. And I truly, truly trust that. And so there's always a reflection from the lens and perspective of everything that happened this year was exactly as it was meant to. It was meant for me. It was all perfect and wonderful and I have no regrets and I wouldn't do it differently. The way that I'm going to take you through this is I'm going to break this down into, well, we're going to dive right back to January, (laughs) dive right back, head right back to January. And I'm going to share with you the goals that I set, what it was that I really wanted from this year, what it was that I wanted to create. And then I'm going to share with you what came to life. I'm going to talk through both business and personal, and then I'm going to share the highlights, again, both business and personal, the low points from the year, and then I'm going to take you into next year and what it is that I'm planning, what next year is going to look like so far. So we've got a lot to cover. When I first started looking at my 2022, 
the first thing that I thought was, it has been a really interesting year. (laughs) The reason why it's been an interesting year is because it's felt like the year, like I achieved some really big goals, but I also feel like not a lot shifted and changed this year in a big way. You're going to hear more about that as I speak through it. The intention that I set for this year was that I wanted this to be the year of allow and amplify. So longtime listeners, you know that I always choose a word for the year. This year, I chose two words, allow and amplify, and they both felt really, really true for me. The meaning and the intention that I set when I was was sitting with these words is that allow was very much like completely and utterly trusting in what was coming for me and what the universe was intending for me and my business and my life. And then amplify was this notion that particularly in my business and in my life, I've very much created solid, solid foundations. And I'm super clear on my life and business vision. And I knew that the expansion of that looked like an amplification of what already exists. So we're just going to take the dial and turn it right up on business and life in terms of, you know, what everything looks like this year. And I would say that I very much lived into both of these words. To take it back, what I really wanted for this year for business was that I wanted this to be the year that we reached a million dollars cash within a 12-month period. So you will know that last year was the year that we did a million dollars in sales in a 12-month period. And I wanted this to be the year that we did a million cash in a 12-month period. And that occurred. So we did that. We did a million in cash in a 12-month period. We achieved that around about mid-year. When it came to amplifying, here's what I declared at the start of the year. I knew that I wanted to amplify the client experience within Swift Ventures. I knew that there were things that I really wanted to do around that process that really just aligned with the changing landscape that I'm seeing in the online space and what business owners are needing. So I wanted to create more smaller group support, more bespoke support, more simplification, more support overall, basically. So that was something that I knew that I really wanted to do. And I had a plan of how I was going to go through and make that happen. We also, I shared at the end of last year, had an Amazon business that we were starting to build. So amplifying also looked like amplifying our Amazon business It looked like our home and our assets. So I wanted to buy a new home this year. And I thought this would be the year that we would get a boat. And I also wanted to amplify my workout routine. So planned on incorporating more ocean swimming, just knew that I wanted to like feel stronger in my body. So that was what amplifying looked like. And obviously I'm going to give you the full lowdown of exactly how it unfolded in a moment. So bear with me. Now, allowing. Allowing for me was more about this really deep knowing that I'm in a season and a stage of my life where I want the unknown to ravel as it's meant to without force. So I'd spent a lot of years prior to this one, as you do in the early years of your business, just being really specific about outcomes and what I wanted to create and achieve. And being very like the way that I would describe it is my relationship with the universe was one where it was like, okay, this is what I want. We're making it happen. Like this is happening no matter what, just so, so intentional about 
my goals and desires, again, as you really need to be in those first couple of years of business. But I got to this point where I was really ready for the co-creation process of, you know, building a business alongside there being a force bigger than me, which for me is faith in, you know, universal energy. I really wanted to hand over the reins a little bit and uh, relinquish a little bit of that control of like, I trust that things are going to unravel as they're meant to. Like, show me the way, show me what this is meant to look like. With that, I wanted plans to flow without too much control and for my nervous system to really take priority above all else, for things to be you know, minimalist, easy, easeful. Those were the words and the intentions that I felt really, really called cool to create when I thought about how that word allow was going to impact my year. All right, so let's talk about the outcomes of each of those, the good bit. I'm sure if you're listening, you're like, okay, Ellie, let's let's talk about what actually happened. <laughs> Did that transpire? So I know I gave this away already, but we did do the million in cash this year. So from the top, we did the million cash this year. I was talking about this with a client actually the other day where we were talking about the million and and why that's important. And she was saying, you know, she was like, like, why, why do I want the million dollar business? Like, why is that important to me? Is it just an egoic goal? Is it just, I want to hit the million so I can hit it. And so I can say that I have, and we were dissecting this in relation to her purpose and her mission and what it is that she was wanting to create. And as we were doing that, she asked me about what my intention was around the million And we actually both ended up in tears during the conversation because it just felt like this beautiful opportunity to reconnect to why it was so important to me and has been so important to me. To repeat what I shared with her, my purpose for building to the million this year is something that, first of all, I I never set out to create. So I set out to have a six-figure business. Like that was my initial intention. And then I, when I hit a six-figure business, I realized very quickly that to sustain the type of lifestyle that I wanted and also to have the business that I wanted and not be working my butt off, actually having a multi-six-figure business was going to be <laughs> a better option. And so then my goal became 300K. And then my goal became 700K because from the 300, I could see how I could scale my programs. And then as I got to, I think it was around 700, 800K, I realized just how close I was to the million. And I started realizing at that point, oh, wow, this is something that I could actually do and create. And wouldn't it be so amazing to be able to be an example of this? Because when I looked around me, when I was building my coaching business, when I started out about five years ago, I had all these examples of women who were earning, you know, six figure plus businesses, but I didn't know a lot of people that were earning far more than that. And I didn't have any examples of, of people in my life who were earning that. And I just got to this point of realizing like, if I can create this as somebody who didn't have handouts, who has paid for everything myself since I was 17, who, you know, whenever I have this conversation, I always want to add to it. Yes, I have so much privilege being in Australia, being a white woman, so, so many things. And I truly believe that what I've created is something that I hope will inspire other people that if I can do it, 
then maybe they have the opportunity to do so as well. And so it became a goal that I wanted to hit that Millie so that I could share with women around me, like, this is possible for you. This is something that you can create. You've got an opportunity to do this as well. I feel so, so glad and happy and thrilled that I was able to do that. So we did it midway through this year. We created it. And I'm just so, so proud of that. I'm interrupting this episode for just one moment to tell you more about how you can be coached by me in 2023. Right now, I'm taking applications for my well-known mastermind program, SwiftMind. If you're a coach or consultant wanting to build a six-figure business, then this program is for you. The next round starts in March 2023 and applications are now open. Jump on over to elliswift.com forward slash swiftmind to apply. Spots fill fast and we sell out weeks in advance every year. So don't wait. elliswift.com forward slash swiftmind. Okay, so in terms of the client experience, we made some shifts to our programs in the business this year that I have loved. It has just been so, so amazing to make those changes and then receive feedback from our clients of like the majority of feedback was 10 out of 10 for our Swift Mind and Six Figure Circle programs, which has just absolutely blown me away. So I know that some of those shifts and changes have just been so, so worth it. Basically, what I did is I reduced the size of our programs. I reduced the call size. I made it so that every single person has the opportunity to be so supported within our masterminds. Not that they didn't receive that prior. This wasn't coming from any feedback we received around having too many people on calls. I mean, we've always had max of 10, maybe 12 people on calls, which is very, very small compared to the majority of masterminds. But I knew that I just wasn't providing the type of experience that I wanted to provide fully. And I wasn't able to support my clients fully in the way that I wanted to. So amplifying the client experience was something that I really loved doing this year. It's made me feel so great about the quality of our programs and the quality of our client experience. The other thing that I did this year, when or after I hit the Millie, I started to look at other metrics of success for myself. So having that goal meant that I was always so focused on that being the thing that I wanted to create. That was the metric, right, for for that period of time. And then after I hit that goal, I started going, right, well, is the metric for me now the next financial goal? And right now it's just not. It, it's not a goal for me right now in this season of my life that I want to build to say 2 million or 5 million or 10 million. And that's not to say that it won't ever be the case, but it's just not been my priority right now. And I started instead looking at other metrics. And for me, my metrics were more around creating more spaciousness in my life. So what I then did was, again, I reduced the size of SwiftMind from 26 people to 18 people. I reduced the size of my six-figure circle and I maintained the size of my Swift inner circle. So I basically halved two out of the three of my 
programs. And again, it's just been so, so great to do that. And already next year, that's going to shift a little bit. We might have some more people in six figure circles, some less people in Swift Mind. It will ebb and flow, but overall reducing the number of clients that I'm supporting has just been something that has just been so, so worth my while. What that also meant was that I made the conscious decision that we were reducing our monthly recurring revenue to 50K per month. Every month so far has actually been more than that. And the biggest lesson here is, you know, in knowing that the aim wasn't about the money anymore, but in changing it to being all about abundance in other areas, abundance financially has still flowed. And I think that's so useful to remember that just because you decide you're going to reduce the size of programs or you're going to reduce something doesn't mean that you're not still going to experience financial abundance in other areas and that you really get to trust your decision-making when you are leaving money on the table in your business. Okay. So let's now talk about some of the personal wins. So I'm going to share the things that I set some goals around in terms of Amazon business investments and my health workout routine. When it came to the Amazon business early this year, Che and I made the decision to switch gears. So for anyone that's hearing this for the first time, just to speak a little bit more to this, Che and I made the decision that we would focus on building an Amazon business. So we created a product-based business and we were creating a product from scratch that we sold. And we did that. We did our first shipment. We sold out our first shipment, but we started this business at a time when shipping and production of products were the highest cost for the whole supply chain process that they have ever been in the history of ever post COVID. The shipping costs that we were experiencing were astronomical. The production costs were astronomical. And what we found was that we basically came together after we did that first shipment and Che and I went, right, what are our options here? And the first option was that we continue the process knowing that we would need to invest more money into that business and really go all in or that we decide to hit pause on it, knowing it's now a model that Che in particular knows and understands deeply and that we can go back to at any time. But having made the decision to hit pause, step out of it, obviously I have my coaching business, which is my core priority. And Che really wanted to build his counseling slash coaching business. And he wanted to make that more of his priority, which it always was, but the Amazon business was starting to take up more time. So we made that decision, we hit pause, and it was a really, really smart decision for us and one I have absolutely no regrets around. Will we go back to Amazon as a business model? Perhaps there's potential options for that, but it's just not a priority for us right now. And Che is building an incredible coaching business and doing such an amazing job of that. Obviously, again, my priority is always in Swift Ventures, and that's been the thing that I plan to focus on from now indefinitely. And so there's absolutely no changes there. So that was an example of something where it really shifted during the year in a way that was very different to the goals that we set. But I fully trust that in the process of allowing it unraveled exactly as it was meant to. Now, in terms of our home and investments, This one is probably the one where, if I'm honest, I have 
found the most challenging (laughs) this year. So I was looking back at the notes that I shared with you at the start of this year when I talked about what I was calling in and I said, I am calling in that by the end of 2022, we are in our next home and we have a boat. And neither of those things have manifested yet. And this is where detachment from the timeline is absolutely everything. So for Che and myself, we have been house hunting all this year. For the first, I guess, three quarters of the year, we were house hunting kind of loosely where we were like, it's just not quite the right time yet. The market wasn't quite right for us. We were looking at houses consistently, but we hadn't gone through all of the pre-approval and it just wasn't feeling right. As I'm trying to articulate it, I'm like, I actually don't know how to because it just wasn't feeling quite right. And I say this withholding absolutely nothing from you. It just didn't seem pressing or urgent enough quite yet. And I should say as well, we really love where we live. We live in a really great townhouse. It's a two minute walk from the beach in our favorite location on earth here in South Fremantle. We just didn't feel any immediate urgency. And so we looked for the majority of the year. And then as the end of the year has come to a close, we've started feeling a little bit more urgent around it in that with both of us working from home and, you know, we'd like to start a family sometime over the next few years. We are like, you know what? It's starting to become more something that we want to do sooner. Like we really, really want this house. We're wanting more space with both of us working from home and being in each other's pockets every single day. It would just be nice to have a little bit more space. And as we've kicked off this process, something that has become a little bit of a spanner is that we need to make some decisions around when we're selling our current home and what it is that we actually want to buy and what we're willing to do to get it because the market is so competitive right now. So we now know that we're not able to buy subject to sale, which means that we're not able to buy and then sell our home, you know, in the same time period, we need to sell first. But the rental market here in Western Australia, as I know it is, you know, on the East Coast of Australia and in so many other places within the world, rental availability is the lowest it's ever been in history. And so finding a rental is really challenging if we were to do that transition period. And so right now we're just playing and exploring options and we're really in the midst of, well, what is our next move? Do we stay here a little longer? Do we wait for the craziness of the market to subside, knowing that interest rates are about to go up again, and that's likely going to really change the state of the market. It's also predicted that the market's going to shift significantly about mid-2023. So again, I just really, really trust that we haven't had any uh, significant shifts around this yet because it's just not been our time, but the manifestation is still there. It's still occurring for me. It is still 100% happening. I just had to surrender the timeline and be really patient and know that my job is to stay the course and take the next steps. And um, the reason why I share this with you is because it's obviously so relevant to business as well in that there are going to be times when we don't create our goals or our goals don't come to fruition within the timeline that we anticipate, especially when we're newer in business, our timelines for the goals that we want can be, I'm not going to say unrealistic, but 
we can be very wishful with what we want to create in a short period of time. And it can often take longer than we anticipate in those early years. And so if that's you and you're feeling that right now, I'd really encourage you not to make yourself wrong for that, but instead know that your role, your job as part of this manifestation that you're wanting to create for yourself is to stay the course, keep taking the action, keep showing up for the dream or the goal or the desire and trust that it's coming to you. You just don't know what the timeline is and you're all in on that dream, no matter what the timeline is. I am all in on our big house dream. I am clearer than ever on what I want our next home to be the size of it, where it is location-wise. I'm so clear on all of that. And we are also clearer on the boat that we want to buy. And so for us right now, we don't want to get the boat until we've got the house. That could change, but we really want to purchase our next home first. So that is where we're at when it comes to our investments and our assets. And then the last one here, which is just far less exciting, is my workout routine. So Something that I didn't anticipate for this year is that I have gone all in on becoming somebody who loves going to the gym. In fact, I hired a PT about two or three months ago now, and her name's Ziana. She's based here in Perth. She is incredible. She's actually now come into SwiftMind as well, and I just love her so much, and I'm so, so grateful for her. I feel stronger. I feel so much more confident in how to use the gym. And yeah, I just feel really, really good in my body. And I'm loving this process of having a PT, consistently going to the gym, having someone who creates workouts for me. It's something that I don't have to think about. And it's just been so great to have support in this area. Okay. So that's the overview of what it is I wanted to achieve this year, what it is that's come to fruition and what it is that hasn't. So you'll hear there's a real mix there of what it is that has been created for 2023 and what's still to come. And I have so much neutrality around all of it. And again, just coming back to the detachment piece, you know, like my life in this season at the age of 33 is measured in how I feel every single day and the way I feel about my life. It's measured in my relationship to my husband and the quality of the work that I'm doing and how I feel about my work every day. It's measured in the relationships that I have with my girlfriends and the depth of connection that I feel and the relationships that I have with my family and small moments throughout the day, it's measured in memories. And so I I definitely feel more than I ever have any other year that as I look at these goals that I've set and things that I've wanted to create, they just mean far less to me than they ever have. Okay, let's talk about the highlights for the year. Let's start with highlights for business. So hitting the millie in cash, of course, massive highlight for the year. Another highlight for this year has been the 17-hour work week. I did a full episode on this, so I'd recommend going back and checking that out. But I started focusing my time on working way less, and I got down to a 17-hour work week, which I loved. I actually think that this was something that I started doing from the end of last year. I'd have to go back and check, but it's just felt so amazing and so, so spacious 
The biggest business wins for me has been that it's just been the most amazing year with clients. You know, I've worked with some clients now for four years, many of my clients for three years, two years, one year. I've had things like clients where 50K months are the norm, six-figure launches are the norm, and, you know, brand new clients in my world that I've just started working with, clients who have hit their first 10K month, who feel like absolute CEOs in their business, just clients navigating some absolutely amazing, amazing wins. The other thing that I've really, really loved about the depth of my work with clients this year has been supporting them through some really big, amazing, best seasons of their life. So I've had a lot of clients this year that I've supported up leading into maternity leave in early stage motherhood as they've been navigating really big life changes. And honestly, I just believe that that's what it's all about, like creating a business that supports us in our life through the seasons of life that we love and want to navigate. And it's just felt like a complete and utter privilege to get to do that this year. I have also really, really loved, again, just more than any other year, my team. And I would say that the main reason why that is, is because we have had next to no team changes this year. So the team that we started with at the start of the year is the same as the team that we're finishing with at the end of the year. That is minus one amazing support coach that supported us in Six Figure Circle. Shout out to you, Amelia Ryan, who finished up with us in a way that was very mutual based on, you know, her life shifts and the reduced numbers for that program. But other than that, it has been start to finish the exact same team. And when I think about the stability of this year in the business, I know that so much of that is because of the amazing, amazing team that we have and the way in which they create the most incredible experiences for our clients. Let's talk about personal highlights now. I got on a plane again, post-COVID life. I got on a plane again. (laughs) So my trip to Melbourne earlier this year, mid-year, was such a highlight for me because it signified like the end of COVID times. It was a trip that I took two and a half years after the pandemic. So when the pandemic kicked off, I was literally on like leaving Melbourne that day two days before the country went into lockdown. And so when I left Melbourne, I could feel the energy of what was to come. It felt very stressful. The airport was super frantic and just so many people hustling and trying to get home. And so going back to Melbourne as my first trip post-pandemic was really beautiful and symbolized the end of that chapter. It was the first time that I got to see so many of my my best friends. I've got a bunch of besties that live in Melbourne. One of my besties, Rach, who's on the Gold Coast, flew down as well and met me there for our mutual friend, Julie Parker's 50th birthday. And it was just the most incredible, incredible trip. It felt so amazing to get to spend that time with everyone in person. I cried a lot <laughs> and just had so many moments where I felt so connected to people that I hadn't seen in such a long time. Another highlight was then a spontaneous trip to Bali that Che and I decided to do. 
we went over for 10 days. It was pretty last minute, but again, just this desire to have an adventure. And it was so nice to get away and eat all the food and just go overseas again. Again, I just forgot what it was like to really adventure in that way. And it felt so, so great to get to be on a plane and go overseas again. Some other very cute personal highlights is that my nephew was born this year. Uh, So my brother and his wife had a baby boy in March and he is just the squishiest, most beautiful little boy that I just love and adore so much. They live really close to us. So I get to see him a lot and he is just so beautiful and watching him grow up is so, so special. And it was our first full year with our Grudel Olive, who is just, as Jay said the other day, like the fluffiest little light of our lives, who we just love so much and has just been the absolute best companion and little love of ours all year. Let's now talk about some low points for the year, because while there haven't been lots of them. There have been some significant ones for me this year. Business first and foremost, business has been so great this year that I feel like it's really important to say there's no significant low points that come to mind for me. You know, I was racking my brain and thinking about what have been the low points in business for this year. And I say, you know, as someone who's navigated a lot at this level. There's nothing massive this year where I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a really, really challenging time for me. But what I will say is that at this level of business, there's always things that you're navigating. So at this stage of business, I'm navigating client challenges, payment things, people saying things about me that aren't true, misunderstanding, like that's happening all the time, because that's just the reality and the trade-offs of things that happen in this level of business. And so what I would say there is my capacity to hold those things has increased. I'm very supported. Now I've got an amazing coach, an amazing team, amazing family, and I've been really supported in navigating all of those things. And my capacity to hold those things has really increased. And so the main takeaway that I really wanted to share here is that business itself hasn't actually been that low in any way, or I haven't had any big low points. It's been a really amazing, amazing, steady, consistent year in business where we've grown a lot, but that doesn't mean that I'm still not navigating consistently low moments, you know, where I have a client challenge or something hard comes up or I'm in the business of relationships. Like I'm navigating relationships every single day. And it's always about continually emotionally regulating to support myself through those things as they come up. In my personal life, it's been a different story for me when it comes to low points. And I'm going to try and say this next bit <laughs> oh, without, um, without getting teary. And I'm doing a really terrible job of that so far. But earlier this year, I lost one of my best friends to, to suicide and That was one of the worst moments of my life. And it's been a really, really challenging process to, as I, you know, come back to the fact that he's no longer with us in this world, 
it's something that has felt really hard. I've I've not navigated significant grief before in this way and I've found it really, really challenging to to navigate throughout the year. And again, I just want to be really transparent about that. It was my first time navigating uh, suicide of somebody close to me. And for anyone who has navigated that, just sending you so much love because it's very, very hard to reconcile. And it has felt like a really big process knowing that you know, this person that I love so much, who was a very significant part of my life for the last 10 years of my life is no longer with us. So I've had a lot of highs and lows throughout the year as I've navigated that. And whilst I've allowed myself to do so fully and be really supported in that, it definitely still feels very raw, which you would hear from my voice in sharing it. In addition to that, I shared with you at the end of last year that I was navigating something personally that I would share with you at some point, but it wasn't the right time. And I want you to know that it's still something that I'm navigating now, and it's still not time for me to be able to share that with you because I'm still in it. But you know, there has been something else that has just been a really big personal thing that I've been navigating all throughout this year. And again, there'll be a time when I share it with you. And I really hope that you can understand that I can't share it with you now, but there's a very specific reason why I'm giving you a half story right now. And that is that I really, really just want it to be known that you can run a successful business and you can be navigating hard things at the same time. And I say that as somebody who is insanely proud of myself for the way that I've emotionally processed and shown up for myself and everything that I've needed personally this year. You know, I I get support, I grieve, I show up for what I need, I cry, I feel everything that I need to feel. And I also have continued to show up for my business. And for me, it's been really great to have the duality of the two. It's been really great for me to find solace and joy in my business at times where things have felt challenging in my personal life. And that's not wrong if you're in a season where you want to do that as well, or you're having that reality. So, you know, it's just that reminder of knowing that you are so incredibly resilient if you're navigating anything hard in your personal life. I see you, I am you, and there is always so much duality in everything. And so, you know, the person that you've seen online this year, the person that you've heard on the podcast is me, all of me. And I'm also you know, navigating things as well, because we all are. Again, just sharing that to be able to share all sides, because I think it's important. And also to remind you that if you're navigating anything hard in your personal life, that it's okay for you to have that duality of building your business and knowing that you get to create something amazing in your business whilst also navigating hard things in your life. Okay. So let's talk about next year and what's to come. Here's what I know. Here's what I know as I start to look forward to next year, which I definitely do at this time of year. Next year, I 
have the biggest desire to focus on play and experimentation in all areas of my life. So this year has felt very, it's felt quite same samey. So, you know, with, with amplification and allowing, it's been about like, you know, taking care of myself and taking care of my business and showing up for everything around me in, in all the ways that I've needed to. And I just feel like I want to shake shit up a little bit next year. Like that's the energy that I'm really, really in right now. And when I think about what that looks like in my business, it looks like play and experimentation. So more offers and different marketing strategies and getting out of my comfort zone again. And in my personal life, it looks like more spontaneity and more fun with friends and saying yes to more things and just being in that energy of really enjoying myself, no matter what that looks like. So again, more more from a business focus, I'm looking at next year being more online marketing focus in my content and less coaching industry specific. So I know for the coaches who are here, which is about 70% of you, you know, we've had enough of some of the BS that's happening in our industry this year. And I'm not going to spend all my time next year speaking to that, but rather having my content being more useful and informative and fun and inspiring rather than really contributing to this BS coaching narrative that doesn't serve all of you anyway. And then for non-coaches, this is obviously going to be really relevant to you guys as well. So more talk about the business overall and strategies that work really well and how I've built things and what I recommend and just a lot of fun and light and playful mixed with really actionable, tangible strategy, because you know that I love the intersection of both of those things. I feel like personally next year is going to be a big year because when I think about what we've created this year, I say we being Che and I, this year, it feels like we've laid a lot of foundations for things that are to come in terms of, you know, our house and just our life overall, our businesses. It feels like we've created a lot of solid foundations next year where things are going to really fly and shift, or we've created a lot of solid foundations this year, rather, where next year we're going to see a lot of things fly and shift and take off, which I feel really, really excited for. Next year feels inspiring. Next year feels exciting. Next year feels playful. And in terms of the collective energy, it just feels very aligned with where we're at post-COVID and there being a little bit more of that lightness after the last couple of years that we have all had. So that brings me to the end of this episode. And I just hope that in sharing this wrap up of my year that it's supported you to A, see how useful it can be to do this process for yourself, whether, you know, if you're somebody who's got a podcast or you share any of your personal life on your socials, whether that's something that you want to show up and share as well in some way. I also hope that in seeing, you know, this start to finish, you can see that some goals have come to fruition, others haven't, and that's totally okay. And it doesn't mean anything about me or you or anyone that, you know, in having a combination of some really high highs and some really low lows, that that again doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean anything about my life. It hasn't meant anything about my business. In fact, it just shows me that I'm really resilient and I'm able to show up for myself and my clients during hard times. And you can do that as well. 
I also hope that it inspires you to play with what it is that you want to call in and create for 2023. Obviously sharing episodes like this are are quite vulnerable. And so, you know, I'd really love to have a conversation with you. If there's anything that you've loved most about this episode, if there's anything that felt like a big takeaway for you or something that's just felt really useful for you as you're mapping out your 2023, I would love to know. So jump on over to my DMs send me a note at Ellie H Swift. And yeah, we'd love to hear what it is that you're calling in and creating for 2023. Obviously, when you declare it, you are far more likely to see it come true. So jump into my DMs. Let me know what you're calling in. Sending you so much love as you close out this year and kick off 2023. And I will be back with you very soon. Mm -hmm.